We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's September 8th, which means football is back tomorrow. But today, we're going to talk about the nine-game MLB slate. We got a really good slate today. I'm joined by my good buddy, Chief Justice 06, Will Priester. Will, what's happening, my friend? I'm good, fam. Uh, Man, hitting the sweet spot again. MLB is coming down to the end. NFL is here. Basketballs and hockey are around the corner. Um, golf still going strong. What a time to be alive, man. I mean, we had just fantastic conversation prior to this pod. And I think we're going to carry that mojo right on into this beautiful nine-game slate. You mentioned all those sports. You didn't even mention the NASCAR playoffs. What, what's going on, Will? Um... My bad. Listen, that, that was just, <laughs> that was just a, a, a small oversight. Uh, you know, my bad NASCAR uh, still going. Uh, don't forget about LOL, CSGO. No, seriously, though, they're all going right now, Steve. It's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It is crazy. Um, right now, that's for sure. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, let's get into it. Eight games. We get started with Kansas City at Baltimore, nine and a half total. Uh, the Royals are a one thirty-five favorite here. Uh, Mike Miner, Matt Harvey, any interest here in Mike Miner? Like, um, I, I think he's got some upside, Stevie. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to light the world on fire, but you know, Baltimore, while they they can score some runs, these guys will still strike out. So I I, I like Miner here. You look at this team, I mean, he's got a 22% K rate on the season. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, six guys above a 20% K rate. Uh, most of them 25% or above. The only one that's not above 25% is Mountcastle at 24%. Um, at least from the guys that played today, I, I, I think he, for the price, he's on my list today for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think he has to be on your list at the price tag that he is on a nine-game slate um, more than anything else. So I'm right there with you. He makes the list today. I don't know. You know, I definitely want to see what the lineup looks like overall before I like, oh, I want to play a ton of Mike Miner. I think you're definitely going to want to see how many lefties, how many righties in this lineup. Um, Obviously, it matters. So. We'll have to kind of see how that plays out, but I do think Mike Miner is in play. There's a ton of strikeouts at the bottom of this order. Uh, the other side of this game, we got Matt Harvey, and I mean the Royals are just disappointing the last couple of days. But I mean Matt Harvey is not someone that I'm going to go out there and roll um, even at 5300. Yeah, not playing Matt Harvey, but what I will encourage you to do is shop some props. If Matt Harvey comes in anywhere at three and a half, four and a half strikeouts. Just go ahead and hammer the over. Because here's what's happening with Harvey, which is so crazy. He's getting the Ks, but he's going to give up the runs. So that's how I'm reading it. I, I absolutely think the Ks will be there. But he's also going to give up five or six runs, I think. So avoiding for DFS, hammer the props. My assumption is, you got to trust me on this, people. I've been on props all season. My assumption is he comes in at four and a half. Go ahead and hammer the over. All right. Um Bats in this game. We'll start here with the Royals. Um, I mean, I'm going right back to the well. I know I've talked about him the last couple days, and he has not performed at his massive price tag. But, I mean, it's just a matter of time before Salvador Perez gets it going. And it's Matt Harvey. We chase home runs against Matt Harvey. It hasn't been the greatest series so far for Salvador Perez, but I love this spot for him. Absolutely, man. Uh, I stacked up the Royals as well. Um, it, it's going to be a great time stacking them up again. And so I'm with you, not playing Harvey. Absolutely want to stack some Casey. All right. Um, anything on the Baltimore side that you like here? Well, I, I think if so, man, there's one guy I've kind of been playing, and that's Austin Hayes. Yep. Uh, he's kind of been that guy for me. Low K rate, pretty, pretty good ISO against right-handed pitching. And guess what? It doesn't change here, Stevie. 592 Woba, 857 ISO. Average hit distance of 377 feet, 80% contact rate. I, I like Austin Hayes here on the slate for sure. Yeah, I mean, with Mancini banged up right now, I think Hayes is really the only guy that I have interest in. Um, I mean, yeah, that's it. Blue Jays and Yankees, 10 total in this game. The Yankees are 115 favorite. Lucas 
or Luis Gill against Alec Manoa. Um, any interest here in Alec Manoa? Um, I think slight interest. Um, he's not my favorite pitcher, but at 8,400, I think he's in play because, because overall this pitching slate isn't great. I mean, it's just not. So I, I think he's in play. I think there's a favorite or kind of maybe two favorites that we're going to be on and I'm probably going to be on them, but I think he's in the mix for sure. Yeah, I mean, the strikeout upside against the Yankees is always there. They're a team that, you know, you can definitely rack up the strikeouts. He's been he's been very hit or miss um here recently. So, I mean, I definitely don't mind taking some shots. Um Gill on the other side, he's 7k. We just saw um the Blue Jays tag up Garrett Cole a little bit. Uh any interest here in Gill? Um, I think at 7K on this slate, I might have some interest. Um, I think I have to at least throw him in the pool. I mean, if he gets 15 fantasy points, I think I'd take it for 7K at this on this slate. So I uh I think I'm in on it, but I'm not he's not my favorite play. Neither one of these guys are my favorites. Yeah, see, I think his numbers are a little exaggerated too. Um, his first two starts, he got Baltimore, Seattle. Um and then he had to face the Red Sox, and the strikeouts came way down. The walks went up. Um, he only got 70 pitches in that game. With the Toronto Blue Jays just having such a good lineup, I think he is like a questionable-type play today. Um, definitely want to see what the ownership looks like. But if he's going to get a ton of ownership because of his price, I'm out. Um, I mean, I think this lineup's just too good overall. Uh, any interest in the Blue Jays' bats here? Uh, yeah, I, I think at this point, with the way they're playing and, and almost every day, you know, you at least put them on your lists. Uh, they're going to be expensive, but uh, but that's okay. So I, I think they're in play. I think they're in play every day. Um, you know, I said it yesterday. This is always a team that you could take tournament shots on. And, I mean, Marcus Simeon, two home runs. Uh, the catcher had two home runs. So, always a ton of upside when you're looking at the blue Jays. And I mean, it really goes to, to say for the, the other side of this game too, um, you know, this team, the Yankees have a ton of upside as well. The one thing that Manoa has going for him, he's been able to limit power against righties and they have a lot of right-handed power in this lineup. Yeah, uh, I agree. So um, I don't think I want to play the Yankees here just because I, I do think the upside is there. But I, I don't want to keep guessing uh, with the Yankees. So I think I'm going to take the fade and just, just invest in some other teams. I definitely understand. Um, like I said, he's been able to limit the power um, against right-handed bats. I mean, Anthony Rizzo is probably still too cheap. He um, He's definitely in play here. Yeah. We got uh, Tampa at Boston. Um, nine and a half total in this game. The it's kind of a pick 'em game. Uh, McCallahan against Eovaldi. Any interest here in um, Shane McCallahan, McClanahan, McClanahan? I don't know why I call him McCallahan all the time. Yeah, keeping on this, it's just, it's just the slate. I think because of the slate, I, I think I have some interest. I mean, he's ninety, he's ninety seven hundred. He's overpriced. 
he does have some strikeout stuff. Now, I think he's going to give up some runs. He's not my favorite pitcher. But once again, like I said, on this slate, I, th- I think I have some interest. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we have a ton of like top-end options, but we've got Darvish going up against the Angels. That offense doesn't scare me. Freddie Peralta is always someone that has some upside. I mean, I don't think this is the game I want to take shots on pitching. And I could be completely wrong, and I could miss this, but I think both of these offenses are good enough to fade these two $95 and $9,700 pitchers. It's more of just the price. And the Red Sox, I mean, they hit left-handed pitching. Even with Xander Bogarts out, Kiki Hernandez is back. I mean, that's their leadoff guy. They're going to have that righty at the top of the order. They'll have Renfro and JD in there. They hit right-handed pitch or left-handed pitching. So for me, I'm going to pass. And then Eovaldi on the other side of this game has had a really strong season. 25% K rates, um, doesn't walk people. It's just this isn't your same Rays lineup. They don't strike out a ton. Um, So for me, it's even a a hit or miss spot for Eovaldi. Yeah, I mean, I get it, man. Here's the crazy part, though. He's been sneaky good. Like, it's – Yeah. And and maybe not even sneaky anymore. Like, he's priced at 9,500. The last couple slates, he's been anywhere from – eight. I mean, it's been kind of random, but 8,100 against Cleveland, 9,800 against Cleveland back-to-back. What kind of jump was that? Uh, But, I mean, I'm looking at the slate, man, and – I think for tournament, he's big time in play, especially after Erod went out there and got rocks. Uh, I think people are going to possibly be in stay away mode. I- I'm willing to roll them out on this slate for sure. I trust Eovaldi more than I trust McClanahan. Um, he's, he's not my favorite. I've got two other favorites, but I, I think he's in play. Yeah, I think he's in I'm, play. I'd much rather play Eovaldi too. Uh, if I was going to yeah. take a shot in this game, it'd be Eovaldi. Um, all right, let's talk Tampa bats. I mean, Tampa platoons a ton. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see a lot of lefties in this lineup. Eovaldi does allow a lot of hard contact and fly balls to lefties. Um, his strikeout rate is better against lefties. Um, any of these left-handed bats or bats in general standing out to you for Tampa? Well, yeah, that, that's what I was kind of wanting to figure out because, you know, we know he's going to be mostly fastball. And he is pretty high velocity, I think, which kind of neutralizes it. So believe it or not, these these contact rates are pretty low. Um, Nelson Cruz has got pretty good ISO numbers. Yandy Diaz has got pretty good ISO numbers. And then you're looking at Joey Wendell, who I'm not as worried about in terms of the home run department. Mike Zanino, but Mike Zanino has got a 39% contact rate, Stevie. This is the lowest contact rate I've seen all season. Um, not surprising though, because his K rates through the roof. I mean, he's at 41%, which, which totally balances this whole scenario out. Uh, and then Kevin Kiermaier has a 324 ISO, but a 74% contact rate. Um, Stevie, man, looking at these numbers, I think I like the evolved even more. I, I, I really don't see anyone that's just completely standing out. I mean, Wander Franco. His, his average hit distance on this pitch is 387 feet, but the ISO is at 182 and the Wolves is at 260. So I, it's only eight bad at ball events. So I don't want to get too crazy, but 
I think I like Eovaldi here. The more I look at these numbers, man. I mean, going over to the Red Sox here, um, a lot of hard contact from McClanahan all season. Um, not all season, but ever since he's kind of been called up and he's been pitching here. I mean, Renfro, Kiki Hernandez, JD, they stand out to me the most. Um, what are you looking at here uh, for the Red Sox? Yeah, I'm with you. Absolutely think uh, McClanahan is in trouble. Much better contact numbers. Renfro looks good. Uh, J- JD looks good. Uh, he does have a 60% contact rate, but but everything else kind of lines up. So I'm with you. You know Renfro is, is my guy, though. I mean, he's getting a left-hand, left-handed pitching. I just – Man, 497 mobile, 364 ISO, 55% card hit rate. I mean, sign me up. Uh, so so Renfro is absolutely my favorite bat in this lineup. All right. Um, moving on, we got Washington at Atlanta. Sean Nolan against Tuki Toussaint, 10 total. Braves a 240 favorites. Um, any interest here in Sean Nolan? No. I don't think he'll pitch too deep here. Um, they did let him get up to 102 last time out against the Mets and let him eat a lot of innings. And, I mean, it wasn't really striking people out or anything. But, I mean, this is a, this is a really good lineup. And so far from what we've seen, Nolan allows a lot of hard contact, really high Woba to both sides of the plate, and the Braves will punish him. Um, so, I mean, it's as simple as that. Tuki Tassan's a 240 favorite. I mean, that says it all. Let's talk Tuki Tassani, 7,300. Any interest in him? Yeah, I, I think for the price, you have some interest. Uh, you know, he's had two rough starts back-to-back, but I, I know the strikeout stuff is in there, and uh, let's just hope. You know, he One was in get... course, to be fair, though. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the other was against San Francisco. Make, makes a whole lot of sense to me. So uh, I, I think I'm in on Tuki at 7,300. Um, you know, we, we just want him to, to go out and pitch a quality game, you know, not walk a whole lot of guys and, and, and let's get there. You know, Washington, I, this lineup is still watered down. I know they've been scoring some runs, but this, this lineup is still watered down. So I, I, I'm more than willing to play them. They're not, they're not striking out a ton like Thomas, Escobar, Soto, Bell, Kai Boom. I mean, they're not striking out. And the ISO numbers, oh, wait a minute, sorry. I had him. I had the wrong pitcher in there, but even still, strike strikeout numbers aren't crazy on everybody. But Lane Thomas twenty nine percent, Kai Boone thirty percent, Adams twenty eight percent, and then you know we got to pitch around uh, Soto and Bell in terms of uh, uh, the power guys. If he can do that, I think we're fine. Um, I mean, yeah, the price is fair. He does allow a lot of hard contact, and if he can get around Juan Soto, you don't really have to worry about that. Uh, bats on the Washington side, I mean, Juan Soto. I <laughs> just said, like, I mean, him, Bell maybe, but overall I don't have a ton of interest in Washington. Yeah, I, I think Soto. I think Bell's okay here. 4K, I, I'm more than willing to, to get on board. Um, so, yeah. Um. I mean the Atlanta bats. This is like one of the one of my favorite stacks on the slate is the the Braves here. 
I mean, really, it's the top five guys. Albie, Solaire, Freeman, Riley Duvall, Travis Darno, Swanson. All these guys are fine. But if I'm stacking Atlanta, um, I'm definitely getting Freddie Freeman in there because I don't think this guy's going to last long in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you just stacked this team. I said this earlier today on the uh, on on the uh, on Grinders Live. What does Orhe Soler have to do to get priced up above four K every slate when he seems to be hitting bombs all the time? Um, Good, leave I, him I think, down there. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's going to be a great play for us. Uh, Adam Duvall hit one today. I figured he would. Forty two hundred. Uh, Travis Darno is uh, 3,800. Just really good prices on, on a lot of these guys. So I, I like the Braves. I know they're still trying to push and get into the playoffs here, and we'll see. Cincinnati at Chicago. No total in this game, night before Wrigley. Um, the Reds are a 140 favorite, though. Gutierrez and Mills, it looks like we're going to have massive wind blowing across the field, um, you know, anywhere from 10 to 14 miles across the field. So, um, so for me, when I'm looking at this, Gutierrez is 7,700 facing this Cubs lineup. He's, he's pitched decent against them twice um, recently. Any interest here in Gutierrez? I mean – I know it seems like the Cubs have been hitting the ball recently, but I think I do have some interest. I'm I'm still going to side with the fact that the Cubs just aren't hitting the ball or just striking out at such a large clip. So I think I have some interest and let's hope uh, it doesn't come back to bite us. All right. Mills, I'm gonna pass on Mills. Like this is not even a, yeah, this no. is easy. To say. Yeah, yeah, no, no Mills. All right, Cincinnati bats against Mills. Um, I mean, all these guys are in play. Like I, I stack the Reds probably more than anybody. Um, you do. And I'm, I'm just right there. With again. Joey Votto this season, which is very interesting. Listen, I can adjust. If he can adjust, I can adjust. That's fine. <laughs> He made yeah, me eat my words for like a like three weeks into the season, and I had to realize he adjusted. So I adjusted how I looked at him. Congrats to him. I still made plenty of money playing Joey Votto this year. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I, I'm in, man. I, I I think this is a fantastic team, and and they're going to be affordable, especially if you kind of want to get uh, these lefties. Like you can really balance it out. Nate was two point nine k. Votto's forty six hundred. Moose is forty nine. And then Tucker Barnhart's 27. Hasn't really, man, really hasn't hit the ball as, as well as, as I'm used to him him doing. I'm used to him, you know, cranking out a few homers a season, but hasn't really done much of that this year. But I still think he's in play at 27 country. He's on cheap catch alert for sure. If he plays. Uh, the other side, I mean, <laughs> one of the reasons that I'm, like, considering Gutierrez here is because this lineup is just – is bad. Um, I mean, Schwindel is hitting the ball well. Ian Happ has upside, and Wisdom has upside. If you want to do a three-man stack with those three guys, all for it. Any of those guys is one-offs, all for it. But, I mean, that's really all I got. Yep, I'm with you. That's it. All right, Philly at Milwaukee. 
eight and a half total, eight total in some places. Um, this game looks like it's going to be like uh, the Brewers, a 165 favorite. Um, I've seen it all over the place, but that's what we're looking at. Kyle Gibson against Freddie Peralta. Uh, any interest here in Kyle Gibson? No. Nope. Yeah, I think I'm going to pass um, low strikeout rate team. He, his strikeouts have come way down this season. So I think this is a spot I'm just going to stay away from Kyle Gibson. Freddie Peralta on the other side of this game. I mean, he's probably the top pitcher on the slate. This is a very right-handed heavy lineup, and he has a 39% K rate against right-handed hitters this season. When we're looking at paying up for pitching, I think he has to be like the first guy out of our mouths today. Well, let me ask you this, Stevie, and this is my only concern. Um, how much weight do you put on these low pitch guys, which I know the first St. Louis game, I think he got hurt. And then the second one, he it was 53 pitches in two innings. And perhaps they just pulled him because he wasn't having a great day. Um, how much weight do you put on that? Do, do you think they, they let him go a little bit? Or do you think they kind of cap him out again? That's my only concern with them being 10-2. I mean, I think coming back, they were very careful with him. Um, I mean, yeah. I didn't realize he only threw 53 last time out, too. Um, That's a huge concern as far as Freddie Peralta is concerned. I mean, I definitely want to see something in this. Yeah, um, yeah I think uh, I think you got to fade him. I don't know if he'll let him throw more than like 80 pitches here. I mean, I love the matchup, but I didn't realize that. I didn't realize they only let him throw 53 last time out. I had written down 73, um, and I just checked it again uh, when you said that, but. Yeah, I mean, at 10-2, that's a great point, Will. Um, the Brewers are very safely in the playoffs, too. So they're not yeah, they're I, not pushing anything right now. Yeah, yeah, that, that's another thing I was checking. Believe it or not, the season ended today, the Braves would be in, at least temporarily. Uh, yeah, I started looking at that. I was like, man, I got to start checking these standings. I want to make sure I'm right about this. And, yeah, like you said, they're, they're absolutely in. Probably no reason to push them too deep if things, you know, aren't lining up. I like him, man. I, I'm with you, though. I, I think I may have to take the fade because I, I'm very unsure about how they're going to handle it. Um, I still don't want to play the Phillies bats, I don't think. No. Nope, not at all. Milwaukee, I mean, Gibson's hittable this season. I said this yesterday. I think Yelich is still too cheap. Uh, Navarez, if he gets a good lineup spot, and then you could throw Garcia in there and make it a three-man, um, I don't mind that. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I, I, I'll take that for sure. Take that for sure. All right, we got the Dodgers and the Cardinals. <laughs> this game has an eight total. The Dodgers are a 120 favorites. Um, it sounds like it's going to be Jackson, uh, Andre Jackson pitching for the Dodgers here. And then Adam Wainwright's pitching for the St. Louis Cardinals in this one. Um, any interest here in Jackson? Um, I, 
Ah, oh, man, this is a tough one, Stevie. We know he's going 70-ish pitches, 5K. Um, I, I think I have to have some interest on this slate because pitching isn't it, – it's not completely strong. We've got some good pieces, but I think at 5K I've got some interest. Um, I don't think I can do it. I get it at 5k. There's just so many like interesting plays in the 7k range that might pitch deeper into the game. Um, when I'm looking at it overall, I might want to just pay down at pitching and play Jackson. It's just my biggest concern with Jackson in a very small sample size. He has struggled with command and, when you do that against certain teams, they'll walk and you'll get those, you'll pitch like he'll throw three innings. So, I mean, there's a, there's a couple things to look at here, right? The first thing that you want to look at is who's the umpire is. Cause if he has an extreme hitters umpire and he's already struggling with command, that's nothing you want to see. The biggest thing that I see for him too, is he's really struggle with righties. Well, this is a very right-handed heavy offense. So you want to check the lineup, but he's 5k. If you want to take shots, I'm not going to hate on it. Adam Wainwright, I mean, I don't play any right-handed pitcher against the Dodgers. Wainwright's having a solid season, but why are we even remotely thinking about playing a right-handed pitcher against the Dodgers? Well, I think the only reason would be if they run out, run out of lineup like they had tonight, which is slightly watered down. Uh, even still, Albert Pujols smacked another home run out of the park, uh, but it, it, it wasn't Adam Wainwright. I think I think Adam Wainwright has value if we have a slightly watered-down uh, uh, Angels, God, Dodgers lineup. And at 8,100, I don't think he's going to have all the strikeouts, but maybe he gets four Ks and goes seven innings or something if they don't touch him up too bad. And I think that's where Wainwright's value is. I mean, we've played him well above 9K in really good matchups. So I think getting the price down to 8,100, I'm, I'm interested for a guy that, if he doesn't give up the runs and the pitch counts low, he will go deep getting ground balls. All right. Um, bats, the Dodgers, anything standing out to you? Um, Nothing crazy. I, look, if Max Muncy's there, I think he's always in play. I mean, lefty, righty, it doesn't matter. Like he's been, I mean, he's really been fantastic. So, uh, I I think Muncie is is definitely on the list. <laughs> Sorry about the sneeze, folks. My bad. I was trying to mute myself before, and I just couldn't quite get to the button. The sneeze beat me to the punch. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Um, <laughs> I mean, on the Cardinals side of things, I could definitely see taking some shots here on O'Neill and Arenado. Um, small sample size so far, what we've seen what I was talking about with Jackson and like his struggle against righties, like O'Neill and Arnado have a ton of upside. Goldschmidt has a ton of upside. I just like the price on O'Neill 3,700. Um, I, I think that's kind of what I'm looking at him, for him. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, a lot of these guys are cheap at this point, man, even, you know, the whole lineup, um, Edmund Carlson, you talk about O'Neill that just, just real good prices. I, I like, I like that call. All right, man, we're cruising here. We got the Angels and the Padres. You Darvish against the whatever kind of situation we're going to see from the Angels here. No total in this game. 
the Padres are a big favorite at 180. Um, I mean, I think they're all we're all kind of waiting to see what the Angels do at pitcher. It looks like it's going to be an opener, and then Oliver Ortega might pitch. Um, I mean, this is a dude that started the season in Double A. Um, kind of a relief guy. Um, so I really don't know what to expect here as far as the angels. I'm not playing either one of these angels pitchers. I can tell you that much. Will. yeah, no, just scratch them off the list. No need to even talk about those guys. They're stinkers. Uh, you Darvish on the other side of this game, um, coming off of a pretty rough outing <laughs> last time out against Arizona. He really hasn't pitched well the last few games. I think this is a get right spot for him. The Angels lineup is beatable. He's cheap for this matchup. And I mean, you really just got you should have just got to get around Otani when Otani's in the lineup. But I mean, there's not a lot of power in this lineup. Yeah, and Otani very well. I mean, he didn't play today. Maybe he plays tomorrow, but I, I don't know. Cause uh we'll we'll see. Stevie, this lineup that they rolled out, and I'm not it's sure. So how, bad. <laughs> I don't know how Blake Snell is doing. I, I I have no clue. But, man, Stevie, they don't have anybody with the ISO over 200 against right-handed pitching. And the K rates, it, this, this is worse than the Cubs. It really is. I, it's worse than the Cubs. And so for a guy like Darvish who's been struggling, uh, they probably say, hey, man, just throw whatever you got to figure out, just figure it out tonight. Throw whatever pitches you want to throw. He throws one, two, three, four, five. He throws about six pitches. Throw them all. Let's just figure this out now. And uh, I think I think he's probably in play. He's probably going to be one of the higher on pitchers. Even if Otani plays, I still like you, Darvish here. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to jinx Snell, but he's cruising through three innings. Three three innings, five strikeouts, no walks, no hits. Um, cruising this lineup stinks it's as simple as that will you want to play the angels here today or no no that's going to be a big no no meat on the bone for me for the angels today um i mean i like the padres though like this whole situation they're gonna get like an angels bullpen type of game i I like the i like the padres yeah for sure and and uh, a lot of these padres are actually pretty cheap, depending on who the, who's coming out. But, like, Tatis is obviously going to be expensive all year, and so is Machado. Cronenworth, Myers, Hosmer, Grisham, all affordable. If Adam Frazier plays, which he probably will in this spot, or, or do you think Profar is going to play? Either way, the, the most of these guys are cheap enough for us to build some really quality uh, Padres stats. Yep. Um, moving on. We finished out. White Sox, Athletics, nine total in this game. The Oakland Athletics, a 160 favorite. We got Dallas Keuchel against Frankie Montas. Um, any interest here in Dallas Keuchel? Absolutely not. <laughs> He's like, nope, that's fast for me. Um, I mean, the other side, we got Frankie Montas. He's 9K. We know Montas is capable of good games, 27% K rate on the season. This is a tough lineup. Like, up and down with this lineup getting healthy. Robert's back in there. Jimenez is back. Like, this is a tougher lineup. Uh, any interest in Montas? Listen, I, it is tough. But, you know, we're talking about guys that have a leash. 
and this is a good ballpark for him. It's probably going to be fairly cool there. The weather should be on his side. I like Montas at 9K, man. And so that, that's kind of what I was what I was starting to look at when we were talking about this slate where, you know, we were talking about whether or not we want to go all the way down. Eovaldi, Darvis, Montas. Like, those, I think, are your three. Uh, and then I know we're probably going to differ a little bit in this area, but then, like, Wainwright, Gu- Gutierrez, Tuki Toussaint, I think it's kind of your next level. Mike Miner is kind of your next level, which is why we probably won't have to go down to Jackson. I'm actually in on Montas, though. I I think I might have two 9K pitchers if I can squeeze it in. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's so (sighs) – it's it's such a boom-bust spot for me. Like, like, Darvish is the clear one for me today. Yeah. Especially with, like, realizing uh, Peralta is not going to pitch deep. And then, like, my SP2 is probably going to be, like, Gutierrez or Toussaint, just kind of looking at the slate. Like, I mean, I think I'd rather take shots on Eovaldi than Montas, but I get it. I completely understand the leash. Um, the ballpark's nice. It's just this lineup is tough. Like, he just faced this team and allowed eight hits on three earned runs or three earned runs on eight hits, uh, put up ten fantasy points. Like, this is a tough lineup. Could it work yeah. out? Sure. I mean, anything can work. Um, bats in this game. I'm not going to rush to play the White Sox, but I, I I, could understand, like, on a small slate why you would take a chance. Yeah, I, I get it. I'm, I'm not going to play any White Sox today. But because, and I think because they're in Oakland and they're facing Montas, they have been priced down. Like, the only person above 5K now is Yasmani Grandal, and he's right at 5K. So – they are affordable for the upside, but I think they're baking in the ballpark. It looks like it's going to be in the 60s tomorrow at that time. So, I, that, man, I think I like Montas. I, I, I'm not playing any White Sox, even with the price down. Oh. And, then I, and then I hope and pray that he just cruises. All right, let's talk Oakland bats because Keiko's definitely hittable. The ballpark stinks, but – I mean, anybody standing out to you here? Well, they brought Chris Davis back. Uh, got him out of out – of, uh, where was, was he in Texas? Is that where, where he was last? I think that's where he was. Either way, Oakland's really expensive. And while I don't like Keiko, I, I really don't – I don't think I want to pay these prices for Marte, Olsen, and Chapman, even though they do have some cheap pieces at the bottom. I don't think I want to pay the prices for their main guys. I think I'd rather play uh, some of these other hitters in some of these other games, like the Braves uh, so or the Royals. So I think I'm going to pass. It'd probably just be one-offs for me with Oakland. I don't think I'm going to stack them. All right. Let's play the morning grind game, and um, then we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K to get six more strikeouts today. Uh, should be a fairly easy choice. I- I'm actually going to just go – give me Mike Miner, man. Give me Miner against Baltimore. I'll go Gutierrez against the Cubs. Yeah. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Kyle Gibson. Yeah. I mean, 
I want to say Freddie Peralta, but not knowing his pitch count puts that. I'm going to go McCallahan. Um, Got it. McClanahan. Why do I keep calling him McCallahan? Driving me crazy. Over 4K <laughs> to hit a home run. We don't have to worry about cores because it's not on the slate. Um, who do you got for a home run today? Uh, let's see. Give me Mike Moustakis. Is he even over 4K? <laughs> yeah, he's 4,900, actually. Okay. All they right. finally priced him up. Yeah, he, he's not in the 3K range anymore. All right. Um, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna go back to the well and say Salvador Perez again. He's going to do it eventually. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Will, who do you got today? Uh, Michael Brantley. I'm just kidding. He's, he's, <laughs> he, he's not on the slate today. He threw me off for a second. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> had to like rethink everything that I was just thinking about. Yeah, give me uh, uh I want to have somebody good here that I think can really get it done. I think I'm going to take uh Carlos Santana against Matt Harvey. All right, I'm going to go Tyler O'Neill. Yeah. Tyler O'Neill. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Give me the Reds. Oh, you took my team. Uh, give me Atlanta. I'm going to take the Braves. That was my other team. <laughs> there we go. On it. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nah, man. Hey, hey enjoy yourselves this week, people. Don't, uh, don't overdose on... Uh, on entry fees it's just week one for nfl have a blast see you next time all right that is going to wrap it up for wednesday i had to think about it for a second um make sure you guys are checking out the new nfl food for thought podcast with um luch and will uh it came out today it's like an nfl first look podcast um I love it. I'm um, like halfway through it right now. So like what they're doing over there, make sure you guys are checking that out. Um, Eric and Ben just did a primer as well with opening takes for tournaments for week one for football. Um, I mean, we have a really small slate tomorrow, so maybe I'll talk about the Thursday night game. We will have um, the morning grind football podcast that comes out on Thursday as well. So, Ton of NFL content going on right now at Roto Grinders. I mean, premium as well. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Um, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. We'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.